Good afternoon, everybody. I welcome you to the 12th episode of The Real Word. I'm your host, Ricard Noel. I'm here with my co-host. Your boy, Santa Kimona House, baby. And we have three special guests with us today. Introduce yourselves. Hi, everyone. My name is Tamara. Hi, I'm Bianca. And I'm Devon, Power Bibles. Shout out to the special guests that came out today. I thank you all for joining us, and I thank everyone that's been watching the show. Shout out to John Webbs, located at 637 Wilson Avenue in Brooklyn. Holla at John for all your web design needs and everything that you need, including web advertisement, banners, websites, websites, and all kind of things, all right? We're going to put the link in the description after this. Definitely. Also want to give a shout out to Tracy McCullum. If anybody who's looking for places to rent, to buy, or to sell, holla at Tracy McCullum's, definitely. Yeah, so today's episode, I guess we're going to talk about many different things. We're going to get into the guests. We're going to interview the guests, and they're going to tell you guys a little bit about themselves and everything that they're doing. So we're going to start off with Mr. Pop Bibles. Mr. Pop Bibles, that's an interesting name, and it's a very creative name. Why did you pick that name? Um, well, basically, my friends and family, they refer to me as Pop, so that's partially my name. And then um, Bibles is because I want to represent that. Um, in the past, I used to call myself Pop Bottles, yeah. like, you know, the alcohol, because I was, like, really into partying. Um, I was still into music and arts, but um, that lifestyle is what I really represented. But now, like, the Word of God has shaped my life, and I really wanted to really humble myself down. And um, by attaching Bibles to my name, I knew it would kind of be like a shocker. I knew people would be like, like, what is wrong with him? He's bugging. But I really wanted to humble myself down. You said pop Bibles instead of pop bottles because you used to pop bottles in the club, but now you pop bottles open. So now, what type of ministry do you have? I have a poetry um, ministry, spoken word. Um, I have visited a lot of churches throughout the United States. Um, and also, thanks to Sandra, he have invited me to so many churches so many times. Um, and also a music ministry as well. So I'm not limited when it comes to ministry. I also have preached. Yes, well. he's a great so preacher. However God chooses to use me, that's yes. how you know, I'm going to be used. I also know that you designed the uh, Funerals Don't Count t-shirts. Oh, I yeah, see they yeah. dope, a lot of colors. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes. So, yeah, so I'm like, you know, my wife and I like, Oh, so you married? Yeah, I'm married. Yes, oh, sir. That's what's up. That's what's up. And he got a daughter, too. Yeah, I have a daughter. So <laughs> Congratulations. Like, we're colorful. Like, yes. you know, like, we're happy. Like, those colors come out because it's our expression. We're not dark. We're not depressed and miserable. Like, we're naturally attracted to colors. So it comes out when we, um, you know, sit down and create. Yeah. So Sanda, you know, that's a friend of mine. I spent a lot of time with him. I talked to him a lot. So it was only natural for him to link up with me. To make a t-shirt because he started a t-shirt business or a ministry that's not limited to t-shirts. Funerals don't count. Shout out. Yeah. I, I want to basically say that the thing is that the reason why I, um, like I said, you know, the reason why I've been with Pop Bibles a lot and I tell people this all the time, those who love you will support you. Right. And those who support you will show you. Of course. And um, one thing I appreciate about Pop is not only is he a rapper, um, he's a great preacher, but he's also an author as well, too, just to put it out there. You feel what I'm saying? And um, also, um, also, I love his work. The thing is that 
for for my business, what what, what, what me and Patrick's business um, funerals don't count. We wanted to get something very different, and Pop is very lucrative in what he does. He has a great fashion line. I think you guys need to check it out. We're gonna talk about that. So we just wanted to add. What's your fashion line called? Oh man, there's a few of them. So um, I guess the most successful one is uh, Neon Kisses. Okay. So normal, that's an interesting name. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's you know um, neon. So as you can imagine, the it's colorful. Yeah. yeah. So the um, last part of it is um, Kisses. So we started as a girl brand. You know, so I have a daughter. So she was like our muse. It was really easy for her to be like a fit model mm -hmm. and for her to serve as inspiration. Okay. Um, Y Girls, we used to shop for her and a lot of department stores was closing down. It used to be so easy for us to find like really funky clothes. But once those clothes, once those stores start closing, it was difficult. So we kind of filled in a gap for us. Then after that, it's like you can't walk down the street without getting stopped and getting, you know, requests. So I just like, let's just turn it into a business. You know, there's a need there, there's a demand. Let's get that supply. Wow, and how has it been? Oh man, it's like, we're gonna be a millionaire. Like, we're gonna be, like, sales is gonna pass the millions by next year. Yeah. Yes. So you got on a dope outfit on today. Is this by you? Um, I said the same thing earlier. Today. I had some flavor on there, you know, but not, I haven't designed everything except for the shirt. The shirt I have uh, designed, but everything else is just handpicked by me from different designers. Okay, okay. All right, so now oh, you got a question? We're gonna get right. We're gonna get right back to you, um, but we're gonna just talk to the girls. We're gonna right. get right back to you. I so got you, shout to Bianca and Tamara. Thank you for coming out. The spotlight's on you guys. I need y'all to talk. Don't be shy. We're gonna interview you guys. So tell people a little bit about yourselves. I'll go first, but like I don't know. I feel intimidated going after you, Pop. <laughs> it's all love. You know, I mean, wow, you do everything. Um, <laughs> made me feel like I'm not doing enough, like, doing but that's enough. really good though, because that's motivation, it just lets me know, like, yo, you should be doing a whole lot more, um, well, a little bit about myself, I guess, well, hi, my name is Bianca, <laughs> obvious, um, I'm turning 24, September 23rd, look out for that, um, <laughs> I, I don't even know what I'm doing, um, I'm a recent graduate, Shout out to both Bianca and Tamara because they both recently graduated yeah. from college. Shout out to the both of them. Salute you for that. Um, I'm always proud to see young black people graduating and furthering their education. So shout out to you guys on that. Thank you. Thank you salute, so much. Salute, salute. Yeah, um, thank you. I graduated with my social work degree. And um, ultimately, I just plan on, you know, continuing my route with the youth because that's what I'm really passionate about is just giving back to the youth and kind of like, you know, making sure that they know that education is just the most important thing. Um, well, God is the most important thing, but you know, education, that piece of paper will get you far in this world. Um, well, you could do a lot without it, but you need that validation of that piece of paper for some people. Um, so it's just essentially what I'm trying to do. Recently, I just came back from camp, um, which is another way for me to get to do more with the youth. So um, it was a really great experience. Shout out to Mount Lawn Camp and to the amazing people that I met there and the wonderful kids that they've entrusted me with to basically kind of pour into them. And ultimately they poured back into me and it was just confirmation of what I wanted to do with myself, which is just basically work with the youth. Um, so yeah, I'm just along the lines of just trying to get my foot into the door really right now. So I'm just hungry to 
No? I just wanted to ask you, you said God first. What made you say God first before the education went to just get that? What made you say that first? Um, essentially because regardless of whatever purpose that we want or whatever we're striving for, career and all that kind of stuff and all the things that we attain for, um, first it's got to be God. I mean, recognizing that he's your creator and ultimately your first purpose is, you know, to commune and be with him and in a relationship with him and then all else will fall into place, you know? Um, so definitely God first and everything else is kind of like light work. <laughs> Yeah. All right, and I'm Tamara. I just graduated with my Bachelor's of Arts degree in Children and Youth Studies. Um, today was actually my last day at my current job. I was an administrative assistant. I'm sorry, Tamara. Can you repeat that? Because that was really long. So people need to know what you really got your degree in. All right, so I got my Bachelor's of Arts degree in Children and Youth Studies. You want the minors? Okay, so what exactly is... <laughs> she got minors, too, Okay, okay. So, so what exactly is Children and youth studies? Uh, it's an interdisciplinary major with like um, different focuses. So like we learn about law, children in law, children in foster care, children in um, education, the school to prison pipeline. Um, what else? And a, a lot of stuff. So, so it's like a mixture of a bunch of different... Um, it's a lot. So quick question. What career choice would you pick with that degree? Um, usually people go into social work or you could become a teacher. Well, you can become a teacher, but like they work in education or um, they're like a counselor or you just work with youth. Like, so what about you program. personally? What would you like? Uh, so me, I'm actually, um, my next job, I'm going to be a college and career coach with the Department of Education. Okay, and okay. I'll be working with students from the ages of 17 and a half to 24 and they're trying to get their high school equivalency diploma. So that's okay. what I was doing at my job now. But like today was my last day. Shout out, shout I'll out. I'll be doing next. What about you, Bianca? Like, what's your college degree? What profession would you like to pursue? Um, I'm glad you asked that because essentially when people hear social work, they think about somebody coming to get their kids. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, no, I'm not doing that. I don't have the heart for that. Um, I basically want to be like a social work, uh, a social worker in a school setting or a director of a program that kind of enables students to basically... Um, well, whether it's bridging the gap between junior high school and high school or, you know, pushing them and giving them some type of, uh, you know, initiative to um, strive for more and just basically learning skills. All that good stuff that has to do with the school setting, that's where my heart is pulling towards. Yeah, I just want to, um, I think what you guys are doing is phenomenal. We're definitely going to get back to you guys on what you guys are doing because we have specific questions. And for those who are viewing, we want to shout out each and every of you guys who are watching right now, we appreciate you. We love you. If there's any questions you want to ask these lovely ladies and this king right here, feel free to ask. You know what I'm saying? But I want to ask my man Pop, right? And when it comes to your um, line of business, how long have you been doing your business for? And what are the successes and the hurdles that you've been facing in your business? Oh, man. Um, so we've been incorporated uh, since. 2013 okay so about four years it took a while for us to like curate the line and figure out exactly what we wanted to sell mm -hmm. so I guess that's a hurdle that we had to overcome of course that's my wife so there's like a little push and pull there because <laughs> she wants to do what she want to do but um, from the business aspect you know I think a little bit more logical so I, sometimes I'll say that's not gonna work and that might not strike good with her because it's like I'm rejecting her as opposed to a product. Preaching so to the choir, brother. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So she might come with a product and I'm like, nah, that's not going to work. 
and you know sometimes that might carry on for like a month wow. or two. I'm not her boss, and she's not my boss, so we have to eventually get on the same page in order for anything good to happen. So that's like frequent. Wow, know? that's frequent. That's a hurdle that we have to overcome. But I think that has also played a big part into our um, success because there's accountability. You know, so if she do something, you know, she has a, a second opinion. And there's no interior motive. It's not like I'm going to plan some type of corporate takeover, like, you know. And, um, you know, so ultimately, I want the best for her in the company. Mm. So when there's a disagreement, it the best possible outcome comes out of that upon disagreement. So literally, your business partner is your wife, right? Oh, yeah. So it's almost like... You guys are married to each other, and y'all married to the business. In a oh, sense. Yeah. So, do you think you guys being married helped the business, or it hurt the business? Because we don't come from money, I think it helps. Because, like for instance, I'll give you an example. If me and Sander were to go in business, mm. and we don't have like, you know, financial report where we could take into a bank and say, look, this is what we want to do, and they lay. 250 grand, uh, you know, a million dollars for us to get a, a good start, we'll be bootstrapping, you know? So if you're going to bootstrap, it's tough when money is going to different households. So if me and Sander was to start a business, he'll have to have money coming out of the business going that way, and I'll have money going this way because I have living expenses and he have living expenses. But when you're married, all the money stays in house. Yeah, so it's less overhead, you say? Yes. Okay, cool. That's amazing. Um, I just wanted to um, ask you this as well, Tupac, in regards to business. What would you recommend to someone who's starting a business? Um, I always, since the beginning of the business, I understood that you're not going to create a service or product that um, is better than your own personal character. Like, for instance, like, God created man, and he made man perfect, but God was perfect, you know? So if you're going to create some type of service or product or business, and you have flaws within your character, it's going to come out in the business, and that's going to get in the way of your success. How, how so? Exactly. Let's say, for instance, that you're late okay. all the time. Mm -hmm. You know, it's going to affect your business, because if you have business meetings, like, people is going to take it personal, like, they, you don't value their time. People that get money that are rich, like time is the most valuable. And they pay like the poor people for their time. Wow. Yeah. Basically, we sell our lives for time. When we clock in, it right. takes a big portion of our... We basically get paid to sell parts of our life to our job. Right. <laughs> wow. Right. So you sell them your life so they could basically spend time with their family. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So that's what we do. <laughs> like People need to understand that they have more to offer than their time. You know, so when you understand that part, then you become liberated. You, you bring a little bit more to the table. And wow. you understand, like, nah, I can't work 40 weeks. I mean, I can't work 40 hours a week. Like, that's something new. Like, it destroys America. It used to be, like, 25, 30, yeah. you know, but now it's, like, 40, 60. What, what, what you think changed? What you, Lifestyle. Yeah, wow. the demand. People need more money in America. In other countries like France and so, they have two-hour breaks, and then they get to go home, have coffee, come back, and some of them only work four or five hours a day. 
Wow. Lifestyle people. The lifestyle's different. They chasing things that, you know, the media, you know, uh, says it's, it makes you successful. And people that's been oppressed, we, you know, we attach ourselves to things that symbolize that we are free. Mm. Like, um, you know, you're from the hood, you see, like, people aspire, you know, they want to get the fast cars and stuff like that. So fast cars, fast money, fast facts. Women. What it means, it means that they're not to struggle. It's they're true. not like you. It means, like, I'm here, but I'm not like you. I'm free. Wow. I have money. I'm not a slave. That's what, it, that's what they're really trying to say. Wow. But then you become a slave to the work that you got to put in and the things that you got to do to keep that money. Right. And then depending if you're doing it legally or illegally, you risking your freedom or not. If right. not your freedom, then your sanity, basically. Wow. So the only way to really break that cycle uh, and get out is to humble yourself. You say, you know what, I don't need those type of threads. I don't need to go out every night. I don't need the movies. You like, I had to sacrifice, like, years. True. You know, of, of, of lifestyle that I was living. My wife and I, we had to sacrifice, stop going out, and invest in ourselves and invest into the business. Like, so if you're not going <laughs> to get off that rope, you know, off the wheel. I know you own it. You know, they call it like a rat, rat race. If you're not going to get off the wheel and invest into yourself, you're going to become enslaved to that wheel because, like you said, you have to work harder and harder for that car or that house or whatever that you're buying to, you know, show the world that you're not struggling and you're better or you're liberated from, you know, financial slavery. Or That's kind of like in the book of Matthew where Jesus Christ said, deny thyself and pick up the cross and he told the disciples don't don't go with more than one layer of coating don't carry nothing wherever you go people will provide if they don't then make a draw draw a line in the sand and let them know that they deny a jewel for you come in my name so basically God is saying that just go in my name and I'll provide everything for you and that's basically like somebody told me this the other day, they said, they said, whatever you do in life is basically a chance that you're taking, whether, because if you go to work every day, there's no guarantee that you won't get fired from your job. And if right. you do, then your life is basically upside down. Right. Another thing is, um, you could start a business and you could risk your whole life on a business. It's a chance. She said, everything you do is a chance, but the only thing you can't put your faith in is God. And once you got your faith in God, you leave it all up to God and God will always be there for you. Right. So let's go back to these two ladies. Yeah, we're going to go back to you, Pop. We forget about you, Pop. You're official. They right here. How has God played a significant role in your success within, like, I guess, elementary school, high school, college, whatever struggles that y'all went through to get to this point? Because you guys are college graduates, but I know it wasn't easy. So what struggles did you guys overcome? I guess I would say, like, um, in college, I struggled a lot with... I say school oppression, but it's really something else, and anxiety. So um, my first semester of college, I graduated from high school. I was 17. I started. I was like, all right, this is going to be cool. And I was like, you know what? I want to work. So I had a job. I was going to school. And it became a lot. It was really heavy on me. I wasn't prepared for college. And I was really anxious and, like, in, like, this bad place. So, so quick question. Do mm -hmm. you feel like the New York City public schools prepare kids for college? Because you went to public um, school, right? No. Yeah. <laughs> That's actually why I want to get my um, doctorate so that way I can do research to like um, oh, create get your doctor. yeah to, cr okay, to okay. create programs that will better support high school students coming into college. Would you do that with the government or would you do that through a non-for-profit that you create yourself? Um, I would probably have to work within higher education, but who knows? Maybe I could go into non-profit because mm -hmm. most of these programs are in, within colleges. So 
how did your faith get you through that difficult situation? Oh yeah, my faith got me through those situations because like if it wasn't for God, I would have quit on school like indefinitely because I dropped out my first semester. And if it was not for him, I would not have come back. If it wasn't so, you for pulled like, a Kanye. <laughs> yeah, but he didn't come back, did he? No, he didn't. Yeah. But you did. You went back. Yeah, I went back because, like, you know, even though it was tough, I loved learning. I loved getting my education. It's just like, you know, dealing with, like, people within the schools and their personalities, dealing with different professors and their personalities. You know, I was, like, praying and, like, you know, asking God to, like, really help me in these moments. I had, like, different songs and like um, prayers that I would do every morning and every evening, every night, you know, just like I'm in class and I'm just like, yo, I can't be here. This person's talking too much. I can't sit here. This is too much. And then I'm just like, you know, talking to God, like help me get through this. I have like six finals in one week. And I'm just like, how am I going to get through this? How can I study for this? And I feel like if it wasn't for God that I would not have graduated and got this far and support from my friends and family and like people on campus. If it wasn't for them, I would not have graduated with a decent GPA too. So That's real. I just wanted to ask this in regards for, I know you're a social worker. I wanted to ask, what are, um, what made you become a social worker? And what is like the biggest problem that you see, hurdles that you face as a social worker? What made me decide to be a social worker? Um, originally, I wanted to be a lawyer. Um, I grew up thinking that's what, it, that's what it was, watching Law & Order, SVU, <laughs> like, you know, CSI Miami, New York, all the CSIs. Um, I fell in love with, you know, the whole idea of a lawyer busting through a court, you know, saying I objected, <laughs> you know, defending, you know, people and stuff like that, or accusing people, I don't know, either way. But, um, I fell in love with that concept and I ran with it to the point where like I did a law outreach program when I was in um, junior high school. Uh, I had an internship with a judge. Like I was really serious. And then um, like <laughs> that internship woke me up. It was like, nah, being a lawyer is not what you see on TV. Like it's really not. It's a lot. You're like a bookworm. You're really, you got to keep up to date with every single thing with things because things are constantly changing. So um my love for it just like was hit with reality and I was like no nah, this ain't it for me and then um social work came about because I didn't even know that existed to be honest um I was in junior high schools like my last year I'm applying to high schools and my math teacher who was also like my mentor at the time he I had asked him I was like um I don't know what school to go to because I don't really know what I want to do with myself and he was just asking me um he told me like when thinking about what you want to do for a living, you got to think about, you got to answer three questions, and that answer has to reflect all three questions, right? And the question was, what do you like to do? What do you know how to do? And what, would, what wouldn't you mind doing for free? And I'm thinking about it. And like, the only answer that came to mind was, I like people, I like talking to people. I like, I already do that for free. I talk to people, I give them advice. I do that for free already. I like doing it, and I know how to do it, and I do it very well. And he was like, all right, well, here's a list of things that is along those lines. And psych, you know, was one of the first things on the list. And then as I got into, you know, psychology, there's like all these things under the umbrella of psychology and social work was one of them. And it was just more, you know, hands on and that footwork of just being one on one with people and actually making an impact in their lives and, and not just sitting behind a desk and, or like talking to them. Um, and I fell in love and I went to school for it 
and it just kind of like progressed into like this passion that's burning in my heart, you know? And so, yeah, that's how I got into social work. <laughs> so basically, the thing is that, um, what do you feel like are, are the biggest hurdles that you face that, that you experience in becoming, and being a social worker, like the hurdles? Um, I'm, I'm gonna be honest, I haven't, I haven't faced any, to be honest. Okay. Um, besides, you know, the misconception of what a social worker is, or, you know, people thinking that you're not gonna make a decent amount of money and stuff like that. Um, other than that, it hasn't really been much of, of an obstacle or hurdles or anything like that. I just think that, um, to people that think that, you know, being a social worker, you can't make money. That's absolutely a lie. There's so many aspects of social work. It's ridiculous. Okay, can you share like three? You know, um, yeah, there's like the top, top. Yeah, you could do research, but like top people that are in social work are people that are pushing policies, people that are making the actual big difference that are top notch dogs and they're getting paid a whole lot of money. You know what I mean? Um, and then there's, you know, there's like the, the ones that everyone think about, like caseworkers and stuff like that, that, you know, are boots on the ground going door to door, helping families and stuff like that. And then there's, um, I did social work and psychology counseling. So there's social work that is on the counseling side that is on, you know, more clinical side. And that's what I, uh, I aspire to attain is um, to get my LMSW. So I want to be a licensed um, a, a licensed, uh, a clinical social worker. And so, yeah, I, I want to do all of that. And there's also like the person that, um, helps me to want to, you know, be a director of a program. She, um, she's a social worker as well. And she got her LMSW and she's actually a director of a program called the early college awareness program, which I had the opportunity of interning for her. And it's like amazing it, in terms of like what she's doing with the youth and how it impacts them and stuff. So there's so many areas that social work falls into. It's ridiculous. So it's kind of like, relax, guys. <laughs> Ironically, Bianca and I have a similar story in a sense that, like, when I was younger, you know, Haitian parents, they all want you to be a doctor or something. But, like, I started school as a medical major. I used to major in dental hygienist. But then I was like, I don't want to be a dentist. And it took me failing biology like three times to realize that. And one day I'm like, you know what? I'm not asking no one for permission. I'm just going to do what I got to do. And I basically switched my major. And I didn't tell anyone. I switched my major to law and paralegal studies. I ended up getting an associate's in applied science and that and a bachelor's in science and that. Um, afterwards, I worked on a political campaign. Then I did an internship at a law firm. Downtown Brooklyn was an all-black law firm. So then after that, um, after I worked at the all-black law firm, I got a job working at a law firm. I worked at this law firm in Newark, New Jersey, a, pers a social security disability law firm. I did that for a year and a half. Then I transferred to Long Island City, did paralegal work over there, up until the company went bankrupt. <laughs> and then, then when they filed for chapter 11, they was like, oh, you guys, there's a chance that we could come back, you guys could stay, or you guys could go. I'm like, I'm out. So, so I started applying for the jobs. Ironically, I ended up getting a caseworker position for a social worker for homeless prevention. So I ended up working there. Even more ironic, that position paid more than the law firm I was working at before. <laughs> so, you see? So like, I've been there for about three years, and it does open up a lot of doors. While working there, I met the mayor, and I did a lot of different things. I met a bunch of families. I've worked on over 135 cases, probably, even, oh, even probably more than that. And I've helped 
a lot of families keep their home and I feel like that's the most rewarding thing because like I always say, human life is the most important commodity on earth. And like you were saying before, people put too much emphasis on things and not people and I think that's where we lost ourselves and that's where like everything gets misconstrued. So social work is cool, but you know, I'm still pursuing law on the low, so <laughs> we see how that goes. But in the meantime, I learned a lot from working in different areas and working with different people. So the more people I interact, the more I learn. So the better person that I become. Um, I just want to go right back to my man, Pop. You feel me? want to be fair, you know? I wanted to ask you, Pop, when it comes to entrepreneurship, what, what, what defines a successful entrepreneurship, a successful business person? I think everybody should have their own definition of, you know, success. Okay. You know, um, for me, uh, I have the opportunity to spend a lot of time with my wife and my daughter. So as we are doing what we love, you know, fashion, and as we are earning, you know, income, salaries, take care of ourselves, we also spend a lot of time with each other. Wow. So I'm happy. You know, so that's success for me. Um, I wouldn't necessarily say I'll do it for free. <laughs> of course not. I think I'll do it for free of fear, free from worry. So if I didn't have to worry or be fearful of how my daughter's going to eat or, you know, where we're going to live, yeah, I'll do it for free at that point. You know, I think everybody should be financially free and be able to pick their, um, their craft or whatever career that they want, you know, but when you remove, you know, the money, it, it becomes a problem. Mm -hmm. So I think that's, that's a huge benefit. Um, I hear that. I answer now you answered my question. I wanted to ask you, do you feel the seven Adventist church, do you feel that they promote Christian entrepreneurship? They promote Christian businesses? In all honesty. Um, at this point, um, seven day Adventism, what, 17 million strong? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't met the entire 17 million people, so okay. I don't know. But through my experience, you know. Could keep it real? Yes and no. You're Seven Day Adventist, right? Yes, I'm Seven Day Adventist. You support me, right? But I do support you, but, but I'm different. Well, <laughs> I'm a different Wait, what, what does that mean? Um, <laughs> well, I, I'm going to be honest. I, I really don't feel a lot of... I, it's what I feel. I of, of what I'm seeing, I don't really feel a lot of us really support each other like that. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying they're those who don't support, but I feel like a lot of times in our church, we, could, we, we should be moving the way the Jews are moving, that the money needs to be circulated at least seven times. We need to be promoting each other, we need to be looking out for each other, and we need to stop competing with each other. I don't feel like, like this, they need, they need, we need more records, we need more people like yourselves. I don't feel like we have that in our church. I feel like there's a lot of competing going on, on the low, and I feel like we, we should be doing more, and we should be helping more. That's what I feel, 100%. I understand where you're coming from, but I'm going to tell you this. Yeah. In the Seventh-day Adventist church, it's probably a handful of people that know what I do. Yeah. Like, I don't solicit my services or products to anybody mm -hmm. in the Seventh-day Adventist church because the products that I create aren't for them. You know, so I feel like um, when you create a service or a product, you need to understand the market of course. that you're creating that service or product for. Of course. So if I wanted to create a service or product for 7-Day Adventists, 
I'll just probably go to 28th Street and just get all black t-shirts. Wow. All white t-shirts. <laughs> because that's how they express themselves. <laughs> you know? That's real. Before you guys, like, really focus on parts of what I just said, I'm with you. I no. want you to take what I said as a whole. I don't know all 17 million people. Of yes. course. But from my experience, like, I understand some people are really focused on their Lord. And, you know, they don't really express... Who they are outside the I agree. in the public forum where, where, where I see them. And, 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 and let, me, let me say why I agree. I'm so sorry to take my that from you. The reason why I agree is because me, I travel. I don't just preach in New York. So I've been in the South. I've been in the Midwest. Right. I've been in the East Coast. So I travel. So I understand exactly where you're coming from. You know what I'm saying? Adventism from the South is two different things. Adventist in Maryland and, and, and the East is a little two different things. California, Midwest is totally different things. So I agree with you because I've been around the block. I agree with you. But, but just before you just go, I just want to close. <laughs> but you don't, you don't create a business for support. You create a business to fulfill a need. You know, so you, you, you look for what's missing or you make people think that they need your product. You know, this is how successful business happens, you know. Like, Con Edison, like, we need light, right? So that's going to be, like, a business that's going to be there forever. Until Jesus comes, and then everything is all lit, and we don't need that, right? Yeah. But other than that, like, I saw, like, from the beginning, I told you, I saw that there was a void because I'm a shopper, and I couldn't find funky clothes that I was accustomed to buying for my daughter. So I fulfilled that need for myself. And then I noticed that there was other people that needed, you know, or were like me and thought like me, and they felt the void as well. So I serviced those people. And then they're now at this point, like this morning, I'm talking to somebody um, from England. No, I just, I, this is one principle that I live by. When it comes to education, I pick up a book or I pick up some type of resource offline. I understand this. I understand that the writer wrote about something that happened. Mm. Some type of research that already happened. Yeah. He can't write about what's going to happen. Yeah. So that leaves room for me. That's right. So I, <laughs> I, you know what it is? A lot, unfortunately, a lot of our people, they think one-dimensional. I'm not, I feel like a lot of our people think very one-dimensional. And I'm not just trying to single pop. I noticed that even with pastors, like a guy like, you know, I put it out there, a guy like Myra Edmonds, or a guy like um, Devon Franklin, or a guy like David Franklin, or a guy like Michael Kelly, if you are outside the box and you're successful at what you do, you get, you get labeled. For example, I'm going to keep, keep it real, like keep it funky. Like the diaper drive that we was trying to do, you had Adventists asking us, why are we doing a diaper drive? Not, not a lot, but you, you know those one-dimensional, why are we doing a, what's the purpose, what's the intent? Like, what you mean? Why are we doing a diaper drive? Like, let, let, let me ask you a quick question, dude. Like, do you do community service with your church? No, I don't. So, exactly my point. You don't do community service. I'm just keeping it real. You don't do community service. You know what I'm saying? No, we got to keep it real. We got to keep it real. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you, you're not, you don't do the work. You're not about the work. Don't feel a type of way that we're doing the work. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like of our people, they're very one-dimensional. And I think that we as a people, and I want to, and this is why we have the show. We want to motivate each Adventist Christian to think outside the box. So if you're doing something over and over again and hasn't achieved success, do something else. That's all I'm saying. Um, yeah, okay, so <laughs> <See>? <laughs> you, 
Well, the vets are there. I ain't been I'm, I'm keeping it real. Um, yeah, I'm like, I, you want to keep it funky. We're going to keep it funky. Yes. Um, so, with what I was saying about him with the black and white shirts, and I said that that was shade, is because, like like I said, I'm called Shade Shade. Um, <laughs> um, I just think that, like, we're sticking on, on, on the topic of, se- not topic, but we're labeling it 70 advances as a whole because that's, that's who we are. That's what we can talk about. Of course. You know what I mean? Um, However, I think it's a people matter. Like, it's not a, a, a denomination it, matter. It, it, is, it is a you people matter. I mean? That's it's true. It's a people matter. So I think that with the... With the but I'm 70 advantage. Oh, yeah. I, I like color. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's, 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 it's a people matter. So it's kind of like you got to know the dynamics of who, what, which people we're talking about. Right. But with you... Um, well, I'm going to go... I'm going to backtrack with you. So the, the last thing you said was about the diaper drive. Yeah. Um, being questioned about the diaper drive. Yeah. Sometimes the question is just for information. No, no, no. This no, no. question... Wait, hold on. I'm not saying that that particular no instance problem. was that. I'm no just problem. saying that questions come in a different form. It can be just informational purposes. It can be, you know, to kind of like question what it is that you're doing. There's different ones. It could be... No, no. The, the, the thing is, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm, not denying, I'm not denying your intent. I'm just talking about those ones who think very peasant-like, who don't think king and queen-like. I'm talking about those type of people. I'm not talking about you, my sister. No, I know. So, I'm, so, not, so I'm not gotta, taking I, it personal. I, I got to be clear. And mind you, the same ones who, who think like that, they want to freeload from us giving diapers. Getting diapers. So I want to be clear. I got to keep it real. I got to keep it real. I got to keep it 100. That's what I'm trying you know to say. what I'm saying? That's what I'm trying to say yes. as well. I'm trying to say yes. people matter. It's a people matter. And to not, you know, not to not we'll stick... To not stigmatize, you know, that, you know what I'm saying? Because when you first stated it, it sounded as though no, but it was not I just wanted to clarify. No, we're not stigmatization because the thing you is that the, the, the state, the state of our church, we can do better. We're losing a lot of our young adults, and that's a problem. We're losing. Um, I mean, I, 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 not only we're losing a lot of young adults, we're not allowing them to be themselves in God. Everybody's unique. Pop is pop. Let pop be pop. Stop hating on pop. Sander, Sander. Stop hating on Sander. Let Sander be Sander. Ricard is Ricard. You are who you are. We as a church, we have to learn to embrace people individually and be together collectively. And that's the problem that I have with our church. And as a pastor, I have to say that. And that's what it is. You know? To answer everybody's question. <laughs> like, I'm SDA. I've been SDA all my life. I think everybody is SDA. I don't feel like... I don't feel like I'm a bum. I like colors, and you know, I feel like I feel like I feel like I feel like I could dress to a certain extent, but at the end of the day, like, like you were saying, I don't feel like all SDA stuck in a mind frame. I do feel like there is a disconnect between the older generation and the younger generation. Yes. Talk that talk. I feel like the older generation, like the guys wear their baggy suits and they would come to church with wrinkled shirts and stuff like that. And the younger ones, they got more flavor. They can mix the designer with the dress up and they come to church right. As long as you dress correctly and you're respecting yourself and those around you, then you Gucci. In regards to the older people, the older people are stuck in their ways. Not only are they Seventh-day Adventists, which is a really strict religion, on top of that, they're old Haitian. So it's the culture plus the religion that's mixed together that causes that. Like, I feel like that's just what it is. In regards to people not, like, supporting new things, like, they probably don't understand. Like, I, I don't feel like, I don't think the older Haitians, they knew what a diaper drive is, honestly. Our people, we don't really do those things true. Yeah. 
it's because a lot of our people don't have the funds or the resources to do these things. It is us as the younger generation and as the youth that come with these new ideas and that's able through to market through social media and yes. things of that nature that's going to bring the church into the new generation. That's our job to do. Uh, about the support, I feel like as long as, like, I noticed that you just, like, you're just walking into your calling, um, what God is inspiring you to do. Um, you're living out your purpose. You're not really focused on, you know, getting validation or, like, you know, having people support you because you're just doing you in God and all the support and everything you need is coming to you. So I feel like people should just do that. Just do you in God and let the support and everything that you need come to you. Don't worry about who's supporting you, who's not supporting you, who's there for you, who's not. Don't worry about it. Just do you. No, I agree. But I also agree, too, when success comes and money comes. And you wasn't shooting me in the... Now, I, I got to just be clear. I, 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 I got to just be clear. I got to... It's not... It's business. It, 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 don't be like that, bro. Yeah, you know it's personal. It's not business. It's personal. Talk to me, King. Don't never give way to, like, the, the root of bitterness. Like, bitterness, God is like... If he ever... I believe that God, if he ever for one moment believed that if he placed a couple M's in your bank account... Oh, man. You're going to turn around and use that as a tool against others. Like, you know, you didn't support me. And, you know, he, he liked to flow through us. Wow. So, not just financially, spiritually. So, if he's going to flow into your bank account, he want to flow, you know, spiritual blessings that you can impart to others. No, of so course. I agree. going to stop in your bank account. Is it going to come to your bank account and stop there? It's going to become rotten, like, you know, like, like a cesspool, like, you know, any water, anything that doesn't move, water doesn't move, it becomes stale. So, and, and, and also, our money is currency. If it don't flow, you know, you're going to have a problem. Like, of course. You mess up the economy just by not letting money flow. Of course. So, you're really supposed to use money to accumulate and acquire assets. Just keep buying. Like, buying but, but, but my thing is, that, don't you think that as, as, as people... As entrepreneurs and as Christians, we, we just need to be very careful. Like, what did you question in regards, okay, I'm not doing my thing. You never considered me. All right, it's cool. Those who did, I understand. And all of a sudden now, I'm doing my thing. And I'm like, now you want to be there. Is, is that really? I'm just, I'm just asking. Just to be safe, I'm just asking. I can answer Brother Sanders' question. Um, there was a time when... No one in the SDA community, and a lot of people didn't even know who I was. And like I said, I used to sit in the back row of the church. I used to sleep on the bench. No one paid attention to me. I was looked down upon like Mr. Pop Bottles, Pop Bibles, but the formerly known as Mr. Pop Bottles, like that's what I used to do too. I used to pop bottles. I used to get crazy. Um, and when I started to take church more serious and I started to take God more serious, um, more people started to want to work with me, you included and a lot of different people. And I spoke to this lady and I was like, I see all of a sudden all these people wanna work with me. Like, all these people are here now. This church used to be empty, look at it now. And she's like, yeah, but if you wasn't doing anything, no one would know you. So because you're doing something, people see what you're doing. Duh, and I'm like, you know what, you're right. And I was like, she is right. Because if I was just sitting there not doing anything, no one would pay attention to me. It's like when you walk down the street and there's some guy just sitting on the corner just sitting there you probably barely notice them. But if there's someone running up and down, screaming, doing a lot of stuff, you're like, hey, what's all this about? Why are you doing that? Like, you would want to find out. Same thing as us right now. It's like what they say, you on fire for God, basically. 
like, you know, we're doing these shows. We're not only doing Facts. the show, like, we're doing actual stuff in the church. We're actually doing stuff in the community. That's true. We're here helping people. We're preaching, and we're living by what we're actually saying. So, you know, people look at that um, as we got to walk by example and That's be true. living testaments to God's glory. Like, I could have been bitter, too. Like, I could have used my success for all type of things. I could have used my success for, like, worldly things and stuff outside yeah. of church. I did not have to use my success to help my church at all. That wasn't my responsibility, Facts. but I took it as my responsibility. Even as a youth director, there was a time when my church barely had any money, and I would be spending money every time we had a church event. Yeah. I would spend hundreds of dollars, and I never was like, nah, this is my money. I worked hard for this. I went to college. I went on these interviews. I got these jobs. Yeah. This is my money. No, like I felt the need. When I see people happy and I see people come to church, and there's music, and there's people singing, and people could enjoy the service, and then afterwards people could eat, and the kids could play outside. Like, that makes me happy. Vice versa. Like, that makes me happy. Like, I'd rather spend that than on a pair of designer clothes or designer shoes. Yeah, of course, about the same. Facts. So why not? And, and I got to be clear. I, I, I'm not with, you know, smearing people's names. I'm not with destroying people. I, I don't believe in that, even though they're those who, who believe in that, and, and that's their prerogative. But um, like I said, I just wanted to know in regards to, you know what I'm saying, I, I, I'm just big on this funerals don't count, spread love now. I'm not into this fake 30 minute specials, fake eulogies. I just have to be clear on that. I'm just saying, I know that, I know when we get it, I want to be a blessing. And we're going to get it. You feel me? We are going to be a blessing to people. But I just feel like with that responsibility, we just have to be cautious because you have bed bugs. I'm just saying, you know? <laughs> Yeah, it's another thing I wanted to say to Sanders. Um, because you made the you, you you made the statement of saying that um the small minded people, um, and the people that are you know stick in the box and stuff like that. Yeah. I just want to say because you know I'm really big on education and stuff like that. Yeah, let's and talk. Uh -huh. I, I just really feel like there's this passage that kept coming to my mind, um, that says when I was a child I speak as a child. And now that I'm older, like, I put childish things yes. away. And it has, like, a list of things and stuff like that. And that's one of the things that I want to say is, like, sometimes it's not someone's fault. You know what I mean? Sometimes they don't have that drive. Sometimes that's not what the Lord put on them. Sometimes, you know, it's like they didn't know that. They weren't exposed to that. You know, the things that you want to do, the community service that you're doing, it's all grand. It's amazing. You know, some churches never had done that or anything like that. And I get it. It shakes you up on the inside, of yeah. course, because God put that, you know, desire Facts. in your heart. So you can't stay somewhere that to you is stagnant or anything like that. You can push that out. However, it's 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 that humbling factor. It's that, that factor of saying like, yo, listen, I'm doing something that wasn't being done. You know what I mean? Like of you course. said, there was a demand. You know what I mean? And there was a need. Facts. So you're doing that and that's a beautiful thing. Yeah. And that's a humbling thing. However, it's just the mindset of in the heart in which you do it and like not to get upset with those that no, their minds are not there. But, 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 you know what but, I mean? But, 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 uh, let me give you an example. Or that are questioning I, I, it and I, stuff I'm like that. I'm going to give you an example, what right? I, what okay, so I, I went to a funeral and I, I'm just going to just, all right, I'm up to let you know how fair it is. So I went to a funeral and like I said, you know, my old church, you know, people, you know, people, you know, like, you know, um, a lot of people's grandparents are dying. I don't have no more grandparents no more. And now it's really our mothers and our fathers are the grandparents. So I'm, I'm, I go to church and somebody said something very interesting. And I, I was a little bit bothered by that because I feel that ignorance is ignorance and I feel right is right. And he said, well, he said, you know, I've noticed that I haven't seen you here. And I'm like, you got to be kidding me because a lot of times you guys never invest in your young people. He said, well, how come you didn't fight? 
for what you believed in. I said, well, let me tell you something. I'm from Christ, Brooklyn. Understand? And when I hear for fight, fight means, no, I'm keeping it real. I'm keeping it real. I'm, since you put it out there, I'm going to put it out there. When you hear the word fight, you got to fight people. You got to fight small eye funded people. When I hear fight, fight means like, okay, when you're fighting a person, I may be nice at fighting. I may be nice with my, you know, my, nice with my hands. Like, he going to get hit. Even though I may not get hit, I may get a little couple scratches. I may get a, a lot of bumps in my hands. My hands hurt because I'm knocking them out. So for me, like, why do I got to fight you for us to make things happen? When you, you have OG blood, you have OG Crips, you tell them a vision, like, yo, I'm with it. Like, we don't want to, we don't want to, we don't want to trap forever. We don't want to sell drugs forever. We don't want to be banging forever. We want an outlet for So why I got to fight people who are small-minded in church? But gangs, yo, I'm with it. That, that's, that's, that's my thing. But that's what, I, but that's what I'm trying to that's say. That's my so I thing. I feel like I brought you to the point, but it went over. No, 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 I don't, let me keep it real. I don't believe in belittling. I don't believe in destroying. I don't believe in smearing. I got to just be clear upon that. Because like I said, there are people before my generation that was done way worse of what I experienced when I was growing up in a church and stuff like that. So that's cool. I'm just saying basically the thing is that like if, if people, if and it's not just me, anyone who has vision, it's like, they gotta, they gotta, gotta understand. Not everyone's gonna understand your vision. And, and, I, and I'm cool with that. I, I'm still doing what I gotta do. I mean, regardless, I'm a perfect example yeah. of exactly what you're saying, yeah. right? I'm yes. a perfect example. Yes. Um, her sister, my friend Naomi, yeah. right? She was the youth leader at our church, right? Um, and this is a, a Haitian church, a very set in their ways, kind of minded, kind of, yeah. uh, you know, church. So having that one youth that represents all the youth. Um, going into like committee and stuff like that and trying to push and trying to basically fight quote unquote for the things that we want to do or the visions that we want to, you know, you know, that we want to see laid out. Yeah. Um, it's a very difficult thing. You know what I mean? It's a frustrating thing at yeah. that. But it's, it's, it's that spirit is what I'm telling you. It's that mindset, that spirit of like humbling and trying to, to it's not, not just compromise, but trying to help. Um, like a, a healthy medium or it's like trying to help them understand that vision or how it's beneficial and you know the ways to go about it and stuff like that to get it done and stuff like that that's that's no of that's course kind of like a, a, that's the 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 kind of quote-unquote no, fighting Christian. No, right? I agree, but, but, but I, I want to just say that, I want to just be clear. The thing is that when you see a lot of our churches, a lot of our churches, they they, they started, and, 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 and we are not just be clear, like it's all about motives, it's all about actions, it's all about consistency. A lot of these churches, not trying to put them on, it is what it is. Um, you know, they started our church splits. They were fighting. I don't believe in fighting. I don't believe in division. I don't believe in taking people's spot. That's who I am. That's my character. I just got to be clear upon that. But I just feel that we as a people, we just need to do better in really just letting our people to grow, become, becoming entrepreneurship, and just being open-minded. That's all that I'm saying. Instead of asking the foolish questions, you have to fight. I don't have to fight for a thing. I believe I believe that we as a people we have to have vision. We have to be. We have to be. We have Somebody to. We, we, we have to be better. Well, I, I don't know. They need, I don't know what to say about that. Go ahead, Pop. Go ahead. Uh, I was just gonna say. Yes, King. Um, depending on how you look at it, you may have to fight. But you know, like you, you know, I swung to you a couple of days ago on the phone. I believe um, two days ago. Facts. I was in a ministry and I felt like. 
I would have had the fight, you know, but the fight wasn't worth it for me, you know. Facts. And in any situation, like you look at a, a church, a church has a vision already. They have a mission already. They have people that they are responsible to, right? Yes. So they have to cater to that. That's a market. That's right. That's a business. So they have to cater to that. That's a market. So uh, I just want to stop. I'm gonna leave that right there, Facts. and I'm gonna say this: I have a business, right? Then I have people constantly asking to model for us, constantly, constantly, like thousands, you know. Um, but they don't know. I have to do what's best for the business. Have to do what's best for the business, mm-hmm. right? Exactly. So it would not be best for us to invest mm-hmm. in each model. Like it could easily cost a thousand dollars, you know, just for a few hours to invest in a model. They don't know that. Mm. Neither do I have the time to explain that to them. Neither do they probably care. Mm. They probably think that they are worth it, right? Now, to bring that around back to Sandra, you know, whoever is on the board, they constantly hear visions, probably. They cannot invest in each of those visions, probably not just financially. You talk about time. Mm. You talk about, you know, reputation have to get put on the line. You talk about they have to answer to the laymen and, and, and the people there. So they know they can't stop the will. That's the right. will is this. Every, and when I say will, I'm not talking about God's will, I'm talking about W-H-E-E-L, right? Wow. So, so the will is this. Every Sabbath, services, right? Clean, you know, good music, you know, food. Good food. Good food. <laughs> yeah, good food. You know, yeah, so food. Um, this is the will. You know, this is what's expected. This is uh, the norm. They have to keep that norm going for this. Now, if you want something else to happen, right, or if you're trying to say to them, like, we have a need, we don't do community service, they're like, we don't have a need. Just probably like 70 years ago, people, uh, like, oops, one of the brands invented, uh, like, how it's supposed to like, you have bad breath. I don't have bad breath. What do you mean I have bad breath? You have, like, it was a new concept. And they created like mouthwash. Yeah. But they had to really convince people that they have bad breath. Now, like we're very, very conscious when we talk to people, like they, you know, marketed that to us so good that everybody knows about bad breath. That's but so when you go into a church and you're saying, you need outreach. You need outreach. We're good. Like I got That's my sister, fight, I got my my brother, we all here, we good. But they don't really understand that, you know, there's other people that need to be in here. You know, so that's 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 the way to look at it when he say fight. He's saying right. what he's saying is look, push. My cup is full. I can't do it. You know, I have to uh, go do house calls. You know, I have to do prayer meeting. I have to do this. I can't do it. Mm. So if you want it to happen, you then you have to do it, and you have to convince us that we need it done because that's in every business. You have to convince people. If you don't, if you guys are not. Asking me like, yo, what's up with, you know, that lip gloss, right? And you're not coming to me, then I'm coming to you. And I'm like, yo, you guys need this lip gloss. Wow. You know, so it's, right. it's one way or the other. So if your church is not saying who's going to do outreach, then that means that they're not looking for the service. Right. So if you stand up and say, we need outreach, you got to still remember, they're not looking for the service. You know, and it's so, the approach too, you know? Right. Like you gotta know who you're approaching and how to approach who you're approaching to get what you need to be done. But, done. but, but the thing is that even if even if you're saying it right, 
we got to be clear here. And, and, and listen, we got listen. I, I, I hope we're not endorsing ignorance here. I hope we're not endorsing no. ignorance. No. Um, because there are people who are blaming. I'm talking about ignorance. I'm not talking about. I'm not talking about us being civil here. Right. I'm talking about ignorance. Right. You know, not pro, not no progression, no church growth, no 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 development. Because remember, Jesus was on earth. When Jesus was doing his ministry for three years, right? And for the three years, he was progressive. He was, he was going out. He was touching lives. He was making a difference. He had purpose. He empowered others that purpose. And the Bible says that he did so much great that they couldn't even record what he did. And I'm just saying that as disciples, as Christians, we got to be progressive. We got to be developing. We got to be going out there. Because unfortunately, when you do the things of Christ, they look upon like you're crazy. But the street guys, the trappers, they respect you more. I'm just saying. That's all I'm saying. Now I gotta be clear. Okay, say this. Say yes, this. yes. I gotta just be clear. Me and you gonna go back and forth. No, we're not gonna go back and we're in the same time. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yes. We we are we are in the same time when it comes to action, but when yeah. it comes to attitude, I think that's where yes. you and I divide. Because we do the same things, but after we do them, I think my reaction to things and your reaction to things are two different things. How so? I'll explain it to you Tell perfectly. <laughs> when, when you were talking about you're not willing to fight, I fought for my church, my brother. Like, I fought to the point where sometimes, like, it would bother me at night. I remember my church when it was small enough for us to fit in one little office. Like, the whole church would fit in that room over there. That's how small it was. Wow. I remember when we only ate peanut butter sandwiches after church, like just peanut butter, the hard peanut butter that wow. we get for free at Goodwill. I remember when we had no heat and we all had to sit in one row next to each other so that we could stay warm. Wow. I remember when like, we suffered in that church for years. I've been going there 23 years. It wasn't always like that. And I remember when, when like, even after we got bigger and after like we, when we merged, problems emerged. And at the same time, as a youth leader and a member of the committee, I could have did two things. I could have just sat there and watched, or I could have took action. I put myself out there. Because you know sometimes when you put yourself out there, you put yourself out there for attack, criticism, ridicule, of course. people to start rumors. Facts. And, and I had to deal with all of that. But I fought, not fought physically. Like I told my youth, the fight is above the shoulders. You can never get physical. People are going to try to test you and make you look angry so they can make you look foolish, especially in church. Once they get you angry and they get you upset, even if it's not true, then you look bad because of your reaction. That's true. And you got to look at it as human beings sometimes. That's true. The thing that's most dangerous to us is ourselves, that's especially true. when we get upset, especially in a place like that. I've seen in the church where people got upset and they started cursing, yelling at people, pointing fingers in church over stuff that probably... Wasn't even concerned that's to true. them. That's true. And then after that, you got to come back there next week and deal with the same people. Like, what are you doing? That's true. So, like, you know? I, 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 I dealt with it, but I dealt with it differently. You I understand? And me being a public figure at this point, I prayed to God for one thing. And, and this sister, shout out to that sister, Peggy. She was like, you're a public you're a public figure, you're going to be in the public, people are going to criticize you, pray to God for the spirit of discernment. And, and at first, I didn't know what she was talking about. I didn't even know what discernment was. I had to look it up in a dictionary. Then when I looked it up, I was like, okay, I prayed to God. And when I prayed to God for the spirit of discernment, it's like my third eye opened in the sense that I understood things 
and I would see things happen before they even happen. So sometimes I just sit there. Sometimes I'm looking blank. And y'all see it all the time. I'm just looking blank. People are like, oh, you look bored. You look like you're not here. I'm not here sometimes. Sometimes I'm driving it. And like, I'm not there. I know I'm not there because when I come back, I see I'm still driving. I'm like, where am I? And I'm like, okay, now I just keep driving. Like, like my physical, my metaphysical has changed. And it took a certain level of spirituality. It was, it was a guy, he, he fell and he bumped his head. His, a, a, blood bust, a blood vessel bust in his brain. He had a stroke. He was paralyzed on one side. Didn't I think that he was going to walk? I went and prayed with him. He walked the next week. He was a kid. He was possessed by a demon. He forgot how to talk. He wasn't eating. He wasn't walking. He wasn't going to school. I went and prayed with him. Now he's able to preach himself. But these are things that I keep to myself because they're not important. Because you know why? The same thing like Jesus Christ. He performed beautiful works. He performed many miracles. He said, do not say that it was me. Say it was your faith that healed you. In regards to you saying that there's people not doing what they're doing, don't, don't worry about them. Do what you got to do. Like, I'm perfect not, example. I'm not worried about that. Listen, perfect example, the diaper drive. I didn't tell no adults in my church about that's the true. diaper drive. That's true. I waited two weeks before, and I that's told true. the youth, I said, yo, we're going to do a diaper drive. You don't got to worry about raising that's the money. True. We already raised the money. Don't worry about buying it. We're going to buy it. I just need you guys to help me distribute it and set up. They was like, okay, cool. That's true. And that's what we did. The week before the diaper drive, I told the elders, listen, we already got diapers. We're going to give them out. We're not doing anything wrong. We're trying to help the community. We're going to make the church look good. And we're not going to be disrespectful. We're going to keep the Sabbath floor. We're going to help people like, like Jesus Christ. They said, that sounds like a great idea. Keep doing it. And that's what we did. We did it. I said thank you on Facebook. I said thank you to everybody. I fell back. That was it. I didn't say, you You wasn't there. You wasn't helping. You wasn't there. What you doing? What did your church do? My church did that. But for 22 years, my church never did that. We, it true. took us 23 years to do it. And when we did it, we did it. And we said, thank you. People said, thank you. And it was done. That's true. M my thing is just simple. Like I said, I just hope. And like I said, I just hope that we don't encourage ignorance. That's really my thing. We don't encourage ignorance. We, we encourage progressiveness. That's all that I'm saying as a minute. Because that's the end of the day. I know, but I, be I, that light, bro. I, 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 and I am. And I am. And I believe that. I'm just saying that you as a minute. You can't be as light if you did, if you don't want to point your finger. No, I mean, I think as a pastor and as a minister, I think we have to reproach. We have to inspire. We have to motivate other churches to doing the same thing, we could motivate them by doing the but same. But I don't thing. believe I don't believe in forcing. I don't believe in forcing. We don't gotta force them. We can. I, that's them. all I'm saying. Okay, okay. We could ask them to join us, and if they don't want to join us, then let I'm, them be. I understand. I understand. That's it. That's all. Well, that's if, all I'm um, saying. The ignorance is just a stage or a phase in that person's life. Because I remember a couple of years ago, I did nothing in church. I never came to church. I remember one time my youth had to come to my house and dig me out of my house and ask me why am I not in church. That was a phase. That was a stage in my life. What if it's that person's stage and phase in their life and you're attacking them? No, and I don't even attacking people. Grow and you know become the person that God. I have to be careful. Be. Someday that person might be the one giving you money to like do. What I you agree. Have to do. I agree. Listen, listen. Like I said, um, there are a lot of. I remember when I when I did the revival at Ricard Church, Ricard wasn't engaged. Ricard, Ricard was looking at me like. Who's this guy preaching? You feel me? Nah, I knew who you were. You know, say, you know, you know what I'm saying? I did what I did, but I'm just telling you my disposition. I was like, okay, but the seed was planted. I, 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 I don't believe that's, I don't believe that's ignorance. I believe that everybody has their time and their season. You know what I'm saying? 
But to blatantly disregard the vision that God has given, to blatantly disrespect, I personally have a problem. There's always going to be opposition. With I, I know there's opposition. I mean, we are going to, Jesus we are, listen, listen, we are, listen, listen, we are, cool. we like, are okay. going to do what we're going to do regardless. And, and Papa tell you, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I don't, I don't need claps. I don't need, I don't need approvals. He'll, he'll tell you that. If, if that was the case, I would have been what they so would want me to so be. I'm not having my. I'm just talking about in general. I'm, just saying, I'm talking about in general. I'm talking about. I'm talking about. I'm talking about. I'm talking about in general. I'm talking about. I'm talking about any. I'm, and I'm not just talking about me Sanders or, or Ricard. Keep I'm keeping it funky. Every time I'm talking about. I'm talking. I'm talking. Wait, 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 wait. I'm talking. I'm talking about anyone. This is. And this is it. I'm not talking about myself. I'm talking. I I just noticed. It's not just me. I'm talking about anyone who's innovative, anyone who's different, anyone like guys like Myron Edmonds. I gave, remember, I gave names. I gave names. Anybody who's innovative, different, and radical, and really has vision, it's 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 a problem. I'm just saying. I, I'm just saying what I've noticed. It's it's a problem for those that allow it to be a problem because I'm I just saying. Like, I feel like in, in, in a sense, I, I'm kind of. Innovative because I use the internet, I use That's social true. media to market the religion that I was putting out. That's true. And when SDA people wasn't really listening to me, or they thought that I wasn't a profound preacher, or I was a well-developed preacher, or I spoke to a certain extent, even though I could use large vernacular, I could use proper vocabulary and large words and speak in a tongue where it would elate individuals. <laughs> but. <laughs> I feel you. I have college degrees. I can, but why? For what? When there's like a kid that's sitting in the aisle that's 12, 15, and they're like, this doesn't relate to me. This Speaking in those big tongues and speaking in those fancy words is only for people that already got a developed religion. But the people that are like, I would say, people call them lame, as in like not lame as in broken, but lame as in they're regular people or casual listeners. Yeah. They need someone that's going to bring the real to them. That's right. In regards to what you're saying, there's a scripture where Jesus Christ asks, who do they say I am? Mm-hmm. And they give him different names of who they say I am. And he said, who do you think I am? And the people were quiet. I said this before. And it was only one disciple out of the 12 that walked with Jesus Christ every day. And he said, you are, you are the Christ. But what did he say? He said, it is not man that helped you to realize that's who right. I am. That's it right. It is the Holy Spirit. That's flesh right. flesh could not show you who that's I right. am. And that goes back to what you're saying. These people who you feel like is not doing the job, you as a man, you can't force them to do that I, job. I, 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 listen, listen, listen. And I don't believe listen, in that. It is only the Spirit of God. Like Tamara said, she had to discover God on her own time in order yes. for her to fully accept what it is that she had to do and to be a, an active member of the church. You got to understand that these people... It, they're not going to be on the same timing as you. You, as a preacher, as a minister, you have to help them along that road. Not be like, oh, you're not doing it. No, you're going to be like, no. okay, let me help you. Try to hold their hand I don't and help them do in, it. I, 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 I don't believe, like I said, like I said, people who know me, pop yourself, including yourself, that's not, I don't believe in that. I don't believe in being destructive. I don't believe in in smearing. I don't believe in that. But I would bet the difference, Sanders. What? <laughs> smearing? <laughs> bro, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. My, my church didn't even start out of a church split. It's sort of Albany. No, I don't. I don't believe. I don't believe in smearing. I don't believe in that. But I do believe in not congratulating ignorance. That's what I 
believe in. I don't believe in congratulating ignorance. I don't believe. I don't in think it. anyone here um, congratulates ignorance. I don't feel we that don't. you guys do. Because if you guys did, and Pop will let you know, I'd be like, you're congratulating ignorance. I'm that yeah. blunt. You understand what I'm saying? So that's not the timing right here. You understand? Yeah. I don't feel like I'm just saying that we just need to be progressive. We need to move forward. And we need to better ourselves. That's all that, I, and that's Amen. my concern. Because, right. because, because, you know, just the other day, you know, um, uh, a young friend of mine, he committed suicide, and he was in church, and he he was going through, and he was crying out, and he was reaching out, and unfortunately, our, our people, you know, when you when you do with mental health, that's a little taboo, so we don't know how to handle that, and I just feel that we, we can do better. That's all. Okay, that so is. let me ask you a question. What did you do? What did you do personally to help? To help him with that. Oh, I called him. I called him all the time. I spoke to him all the time. He didn't tell me he struggled with, with um, suicide, unfortunately. But if I did know that um, he struggled with suicide, I would have got him the help that he needed. And because um, I've had few friends who wanted to commit suicide, and by the grace of God, God used me to 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 stop them from doing that, and they're good um, mentally. But um, he never told me that. I didn't see those signs because he um, he was very quiet about it. But if I did know, I, I would have helped them anywhere that I could. And that's anybody who knows Sandra. Yo, you, you, you know, I'm on that time. You got a problem. You got a situation. We could talk whenever you want to talk. We could pray whenever you want to pray. So so I, I, I really But, but let's not that. say that the church let him down because, like, I personally, I struggled for depression for a full while. Like, I can't say I had suicidal yeah. thoughts, but there's times where I felt like, what am I doing? I'm wasting my time. And I've come across people, especially people in church, that have suffered from it. And most of the time, it, it deals with their family and things that they yeah. do on at home. I feel like one of the main reasons why people don't talk about certain things to church people is because church people gossip a lot. You see? And that's just what it is. Like, <laughs> I would hope, I would hope that they would provide, like this guy in particular, I remember he used to sit outside of church because there are signs. That's Sometimes true. Sometimes people just don't look for him. Like he used to sit outside church by himself throughout the whole service. He used to just put his hand in his pocket and look up at the sky. And he's like, yo, what's good? He's like, yo, what's up? And he was like, yo, like I'm depressed. And then I used to laugh. I'm like, depressed? About what? And then I used to tap on my stomach because he had a pudgy stomach. I said, you eating good. <laughs> right. And then he was like, he was like, nah, man, like, I don't know. I, I don't know, like, I don't know what I want to do with life. I don't know what I want to do with myself. I don't know. And I'm like, yeah. I'm like, I feel you. I'm like, sometimes I get depressed, too. He's like, you get depressed? I'm like, yeah. He said, you? I said, yeah. He said, oh, you live in a nice house. You got a nice car. This and that. You must be happy. I'm like, nah, bro. And I, and, and I told people, I even, exactly. I even said it in a sermon, like, I used to live that life, you know? I used to have nice cars, I used to go to the club, I used to do all these things. When I go home and you take your clothes off and you you, you, you sit there in the bed alone and, and you reflect about stuff, you're like, you're like, what am I really doing? And it's like, I think that's when your deeper meaning comes out, you know? Us, as me and you, as people that yeah. actually preach to the youth and you guys as members of the community, like, I feel like it's our job, more so our duty, to help these people to find themselves. I agree. Like, the Bible says, like, let he who's without sin cast the first stone. I agree. I feel like we all have our issues. We all have our demons. We it's all true. have places where we lack. But if Pop Bibles, sorry, Pop Bibles, Bibles. could, Bibles, Pop Bibles, Bibles could, totally Bibles, Pop Bibles <laughs> could, 
guys have Bibles could design clothes. He has his own clothing line. He's good at marketing. He has a good mind for that, obviously. Mm -hmm. And he he's also married, so he could probably counsel people on relationships and things of that nature, running a business with someone that you're married with and all these great things. You with your expertise in social work, you and your expertise in education with children and counseling and everything else, you with your ability to engage the people, you have a you have a lot of charisma, you know how to speak, you know, you know how to make people feel good about themselves, you have a loud voice. Like I feel like all of us have something that we can bring to the table. We all need each other, I agree. Nipsey Hustle said it best, regardless of what you went to, regardless of what you've been through, we all have something in which we could contribute. That's right. We can't stand around and wait for people to be like, okay, it's your turn, or we can't wait for these old people that's already old, that's close to the end of their time, who's stuck in their ways already, to try to make us better. You that's know? true, that's true. We're coming up, like, the Bible says this, the... There's a spirit that lives within all of us. That spirit is the Holy Spirit that connects us with God, that gives us a spirit of understanding, and that provides us with, with knowledge. We all have that, and that's what keeps us alive. That's what basically we call that our conscience. Some people say that's what separates, that helps us to separate right and wrong, and that's what defers us from animals. We have to put that into action. We have to tap into that psyche. And those that are unable to tap into it as much as you can or you can or you can, we have to help them. That's right. That's our job as Christians. We I agree. We ourselves Christians, so mm -hmm. we have to help one another. Jesus Christ never pointed out, oh, you're not doing this, you're not doing that. He said, okay, let me help you. Like he said, deny thyself. You I agree. Saying, I, 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 I. What about we? What can we do to better this? What about you? But um, about the depressions <laughs> and um, like mental health stuff, I feel like yes. I did this like many sermon-ish thing um, a long time ago, and I used the Bible verse: um, "We shall overcome by blood by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony." Um, I forgot where it's from, but basically, I feel like if we were all transparent and we put ourselves out there and the things that we struggle with, and you know, we were honest with ourselves and other people, like a lot of stuff, like you know, suicide wouldn't happen because other people know, like I have somebody else with me. I have somebody else that stand strong with. I'm not alone in this fight. Um, and just like people, like if you were up to a certain like religion and stuff to like recreate the Bible, it would literally just be one chapter. They were great, they were amazing, they had like one flaw at the end. Because people act like, you know, they're so perfect. Hmm? People act like, you know, they're so perfect, they're high and they're mighty, they do no wrong, you know, they're faultless. But like, I feel like we really put ourselves out there, that's like what um, some religions are lacking, transparency. If we put ourselves out there, I feel like people will be drawn to us because we look like real people, humans that they can relate to. Exactly. You know, um, They'll learn who Jesus Christ is through our testimonies and who we are and, you know, just being like a living testimony. I agree. Um, I, don't, I love that you said that because I feel like I love that we're like-minded in that sense. Um, because I was just going to say that that's one of the things that we lack in the church because I feel like we, we, we forget that we're a hospital. You know what I mean? Like, you come to church, basically, you walking through that door saying, hi, my name is so-and-so and I'm a sinner and uh, I need this place. But people come into church and they just start looking down their nose and you don't want to call people the worldly people, people outside the church. Mm. No, the same thing they going out there that we going through in here. The only difference is we know that there's a Savior that can help us. That's, that's literally the only difference. You know what I mean? Um, so I think like that's that's the issue we have. And I think Gasmir and his wife did um, an AY or a, a, I forgot what it was. I think it was like an AY where... Um, 
you got to basically talk about what was going on because there is a lack of transparency. No one is going to stand up in the church and have an event or a program centered with all the youth to just basically say, hey, yeah, I struggle with this currently. You know what I mean? Like, and I'm still fighting with this because that's what's relatable to the youth. That's what is going to get us to actually. But you know what's the problem, though? You see, the problem, the problem is the image no. thing. Everybody's concerned about the image. Exactly. You see? And that, and that is the issue. And, and yeah. I think that there should be a space that is provided because I keep it, I keep it a buck. Um, my closest friends or like the people that I feel like I could talk anything and say anything and know everything that's going on with me are not even people that are in the church because it's like. You just don't, you don't feel that level of like, yo, you see me how I am just as I am. You know mm. what I mean? There's, it's, it's so sad because it's like some of the people that are not in the church are more accepting of you as you are. Because mm. they know they too are flawed. You know what I mean? Mm. And I think that there needs to be a space in, in church as, uh, for, for, the, for everyone, even the older folks. But I think it's going to take a little longer, you know, for the seasoned folks. Um, but there needs to be a space for the youth for us to get together, to talk to each other, our struggles, but also he hold each other accountable and to, you know, pour into each other and to, you know, relate it back to the Bible and to, you know, and, and scripture and help each other through all the things that's going I on. You. you know what I mean? I agree. There is actually a space. There is a church up, um, up in Manhattan yep. um, called My Gym, My Gym Church. And I just cafe. found out about that. Just found yeah, out about it's that. It's basically like a cafe church, and it's centered around youth, and um, basically, it's like it's it, it wants the youth to be to gravitate towards religion and come there and stand up and express wow. all of those things that you just expressed. Mm. And, um, what you were saying, like come there, talk about your depression, talk about your sexuality, talk about your finances, talk about your struggles in the church, talk about your depression, rejection. You know, I've, I've been a part of my gym and, you know, um, yeah, we have seen a lot of great things come from it, but we also have seen like opposition, you know what I'm saying? So, wow. But that's that's what happens with innovation. Like, you know, just to go back to Sandra, like Sandra is trying to innovate. Right. You know, whoever was the first one is gonna get it worse. It's <laughs> true. Like, I like, like agree to that. Said, mm. Don't be surprised. That's right. Don't be surprised when men revile you and he right, right. did it to me first. So he already laid down a foundation for you. He walked through, he made the path. The path is narrow, but he laid it for you. And if you're gonna follow behind him, if you're gonna get that little that innovation, mm. then you need to expect the ridicule the ridicule, um, people hating on you, people not supporting you. But as I said before, when you create a service or a business, you cannot do it for support, you have to do it because there's a need for it. That's right. You see the need, right. you know, so if you see the need, then you have to say, where have I seen this need at? And you take it to where you see it. Wow. You see it in the blood, you see it in the crypts. That's your ministry. You know, you're on the highways and the byways. You're making it happen. You already got you a space, you know, over here on, on Utica Avenue and let's plug that in. Pacific. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So, so, you know, you, got, you, you, you found your place. You're making it happen, and um, the Lord is gonna, you know, He's gonna bless you because there's a need, and um, you just have to continue to minister to that need, you know, and then you keep innovating. You say, okay, I did the diaper drive. That was innovative. no, that's us. We we did the diaper drive. We, okay. we, we, <laughs> we, you know, we, we did, did the, the diaper, diaper drive. drive. Now let's innovate. You know, that's right. Continue. Yes. Try to be better. And, that's right. You know, that's how you become, you know, successful. We, we, yeah. Continue to innovate. 
while people might That's right. try to follow after you, which is good. We are. Yeah. You endeavor to change the world, you know? You yeah, we. But, yeah, bro. It's, yeah. But like I said, guys, I, I, like I said, guys, we're all about progression. We're all about innovation. We're all about, that's all we're about. I just got to be clear. Like I said, we've lost, like I said, the reason why I'm, I'm pissing this concern is because I know a lot of your friends and my friends, they're not in church anymore. And for me, that's a problem. You know what I'm saying? That's a problem. A lot of our generation, they're not in church anymore. And I think we need to cater to that. And that's why I'm so animate Forgive me for my animation and my passion because we, we, we really need that. We need to be progressive because now you see the, the, the swastikas are out, the, the neo-Nazis are out, you know, Trumpism is out, and we, 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 we got to be vocal about love. Everybody's showing these things, right? Yeah, exactly. That's I all I'm saying. One thing I would say, though, um, with, you know, some of the people that's no longer in church and stuff like that, yeah. like, I, I definitely think that we also got to be careful to not, you know, try to just appease people, you know what I mean? Because sometimes people fall out, you know, come out of church and it's, it's, it's a spiritual matter. It's a them at war with God kind of thing opposed to, you know, some people will use excuses of like, oh, the music not too good or like, oh, I don't feel the word or like certain things like that. I mean, valid excuses of like, I don't understand what you're saying, you know what I mean? Because sometimes that's an issue with, yeah. you know, our culture where it's like you preaching in French, mm. you know, or Creole really fast and I don't really understand what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. That's a valid thing. But yeah. however... Some, some things, it's kind of like, it's a spiritual warfare that's going on within you, and it's like, yeah. we got to be careful of, like, appeasing the youth, because sometimes we don't even know what we really want. You know what I mean? Songs could be banging, a sermon could be wonderful, but we don't want to get into the aspect of feeling, because then it's kind of like, so you feel God now, but you don't really feel him that later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't want that to be the kind of thing that we pushing out to the youth or nothing like that, because definitely God is not a feeling kind of thing, you that's know? That's right. It's deeper than that, so. That's true. Uh, just a conversation. So, <laughs> so to close this out, guys, what do you think would be one thing that each of us can do to change the dynamic of church, but not only of church, but people outside of church to make them more interested in church? I need all of you guys to answer based on something that you feel like you can do personally, starting with... One thing I could do is just be myself, man, Jesus. I've seen a lot of people this past weekend, and they was just like, oh, wow. Like, it, they were just amazed to see me because, you know, I don't dance. I make money move. <laughs> I don't go out. I just work. You know, I do. You said whatsoever your hand find it to do, like, I invest in myself and my, and my energy and that's what's important to me. And that was the gift from Jesus. Jesus made that turn around. So when, um, as I work in secret, and he blessed me outwardly, like they still see like I'm with my wife, I'm with my family, we're prospering. That all starts with Jesus, mm -hmm. right? So, you know, I'm just living in Christ. So like my sister said, she said, you know, let people know you need a savior, yeah. but I, I have a Lord. Also, I don't just have a savior. So I have a Lord. So when they see me and they say, oh, snap, like, Pop is still cool. Like, he's not lost or stupid or brainwashed or doing this white man religion. You know, mm -hmm. he's still black. He's still down. But he, I don't know. You know? Mm -hmm. That's because I have a Lord. I'm doing things that are told, 
that I must do if I want to be successful, if I want to be healthy, if I want to have, you know, long life. Mm. I'm following something, you know. So if, you know, that would be my thing is to continue to have a Lord. You know, I have my Savior, but as long as I continue to have a Lord, then, you know, people will see that. That's me lifting up Christ and then people will be drawn mm. to that. Bianca? Um, like Pop said and like Michael Jackson said, you know, I'm starting with the man <laughs> in the mirror. <laughs> um, yeah, you got to be the change you want to see. Um, but I think it's more so about, um, it's about being relational and intentional. You know what I mean? Um, and that's something that I, like, that I knew, but it's just so much more in, in my mind now after camp because, um, <laughs> being with um, inner city um, kids that are not like most of them are not Christian and working at a Christian camp and they always tell you to be intentional with them in terms of like anything and everything that you do related back to God you know what I mean and that's kind of making him the center of your life and you know not compartmentalizing him but centralizing him so that in everything that you're doing he's involved in that so I think like being relational and intentional is just more so like building those relationships because like I realize that nobody's going to talk to you about their issues or their problems or what's really going on unless you built that relationship first and foremost. Mm -hmm. You know, people support or back you up because they, you've built that relationship. So I think it's really important, especially in the church, to build that relationship, not just see people come and go kind of stuff, but mm -hmm. build that relationship so it's really a community, it's really a family. Um, and anything and everything that you want to do or going to do with those people, mm. it's going to be so much easier. It's just a fruition, just a continuation of what you've already started and established in a relationship. And just being intentional in terms of like always relating it back to God. Um, and we've talked about like, you know, the, the, the space that is needed. And you talked about, yeah. um, what's it called? Gin? My gin. You know, it's a bittersweet thing because it's like, it sucks. It, it's wonderful that there's a place, but it sucks that we have to you know, leave and go to that place when you have a home right there that it should be at. You know what I mean? So I guess intentional in terms of like what it is that we really want to do with each other and just, yeah, just building that relationship, being intentional, what you really want to do and make it happen. I would say for me, like figuring out what my calling is and what my purpose is, what am, what am I here for? And then just living it out. Just like, you know, being inspired by God and doing what I have to do, becoming the woman that he created me to be. And also just like reaching out to others, being a testimony. Like a lot of people tell me that, um, like, they ne I never say, oh, I'm Seventh-day Adventist, oh, I'm a Christian. But before I even tell anybody that, they'll say, oh, yeah, I could already tell because you're just like so calm and so gentle. You're so welcoming. Like I work at the front desk and the kids that I, I work with, you know, they could be, you know, a little rude and they're just like for my thinking so they're just like oh you're so calm you're so you know quiet you're so kind like you deal with us and we like you for that we're gonna miss you for that because we don't think anybody else could be like you um so just really like you know reaching other people you know um being active in church um they're about to like you know assign positions within our church so i'm just thinking you know like where can I work? What can I do? Who can I help? Um, I don't want like to be the head of anything, but like if I can help somewhere, I want to do that. I want to you know reach out to other people. God has blessed me with like you know great funds, so like I want to bless other people. Um, I don't want to like put it all out there for the world, but just like you know be low key, do what I have to do, and just you know be happy, travel, and inspire others. And show them who God is. Brother Pastor Samuel. Um, 
I just really believe this, um, and I'm really passionate about this. I feel that, you know, in ministry, nothing can be accomplished by ourselves. I'm going to just be very plain about that. You know what I'm saying? If it wasn't for guys like yourself, Pop, and I love you dearly, you've always been supportive towards me. Ricard, you've always been supportive towards me. And um, just everybody. Without you guys, I would not be here. So my, I feel that the way the church can grow is if we have togetherness and we have unity. So I really believe in it. And that's why I'm very animate about support, 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 support. Because look at the Jews. The Jews, they, they're, they're killing it right now. They're doing their thing because they come together as, as one. And I believe that with us being unified um, and also embracing people individually, we can make things happen. Because I see Jews, they don't like each other, but they come together for a common purpose, for a common goal. So I believe in that. So I just wanted to say that. Ricard, your thoughts? <laughs> um, I guess I'll, I'll be the last one. Um, personally, I feel like God has made a lot of changes in my life, and I thank God for that, for those changes. Um, I feel like if it wasn't for God, I wouldn't be alive at this moment. And I know that sounds cliche, but that's honestly speaking from the heart. I feel like there's a lot of changes that is still yet to come that I can still make in my life and that I have to make in my life. I feel like even though I have matured a lot, I feel like there's still more maturing that I can do. I thank God for my many blessings because I w never, in my, never in a million years will I see myself here at where I'm at and have accomplished the things that I've done and it's by the grace of God. Um, in whatever way, in whichever way God could use me, then I will surrender myself to that. Um, I would just ask to be broken so that God can come and fix me for it. I know that there's some parts of me that have to go and I know that there's new parts that have to come back together and I can't do this myself. So whatever I can do, whenever I'm able to help someone like my brother Sanders with the diaper drive or whoever else and all the ministries that have helped me throughout the past and all the ministries that I've worked with and all the different people that I've come across, I thank you all for helping me to be the person that I am yes. because it, it was a collective effort, collective effort in creating myself, you know, yes. like it wasn't just, it wasn't just, I can't take credit for this and I'm not going to take credit for that, Facts. so I'm not. So I give glory to God and I give glory to all the people, the negative and positive influences, I, I think, them all. And I guess we could close out from here. Um, oh, with, with that being said, um, we're, we're, we're taking donations. Um, we're going to be doing a lot of big things, so we're taking donations. You'll see in the GoFundMe, whatever you guys can give, if it's $100, $50, know that we're going to be doing some big projects and we need your contribution and your love. I want to thank... Each and everybody who came tonight, we oh, appreciate wait, um, you. Yes. One last thing I wanted to say. Um, on Instagram. <laughs> oh, 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 give me your Instagram, <laughs> your Facebook, everything. Let's do that. Let's do that. Let's you're do that. Clock, no, 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 let's do that before we go. Go ahead. Wait, before I do the Instagram thing, yeah. that's not what I initially was going to do. I was going to say, um, when you said, um, what's my purpose and what on earth am I here for, it just reminded me of this amazing book that I think you all should get. It's called um, The Purpose Driven Life by Rick Warren, yes. and it is amazing. I've done devotionals with my kids with it. They bought the book, like it's changed lives. Like, get you the purpose-driven life. Get you it. Yeah. Spring? 
It's an amazing book. Yeah, it's attached with like sermons. If you want to listen to the sermons, I say you should. But if you don't, that's cool. Um, but it's it's a really dope book. Um, yeah. Um, are we doing? Pop, you, you want to share your, <laughs> yeah, your business? Your website and Okay, so uh, one of the websites is www.neonkissesinc.com. We have neonnumbersinc.com. And you can follow us on um, Instagram, neonkissesinc. Or you can find a Facebook page, neonkisses or neonkissesinc. The link will be in the description below. I'm going to click that link because I'm 70 advances and I like color, okay? So, <laughs> so we're going to close out with a prayer. Who would like to pray so we close out, guys? Uh, I guess I'll pray. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, Heavenly Father, thank you for this day that you have given us. Thank you for just being the amazing, good, good Father that you are. Thank you for just filling us up daily so that we can pour out to each and every single person that you want us to, that you will us to. Lord, um, we just want to thank you for this this discussion that we just had, Lord. Um, let everything be retained, and I pray for the viewers that are watching. I pray that they also retain some type of information and that they may continue to push and to strive for things in life and just to figure out what their purpose is through you, Heavenly Father, and what it is that your will is so that it be done, Heavenly Father. I just pray for our, our us going back home for safety on that, Lord. I pray for this, this segment to just continue going and growing. I pray for Sanders. I pray for each and every single one of us that is here. I pray. I don't know what's in our hearts, but Lord, you do. For who knows the heart but you, Lord. So I just pray that you continue to grow us, to mature us, and to just continue making us into the perfect human beings that you intended for us to be in the first place, Lord. Bless our churches. Bless our homes. Just cover us, Lord, daily. Um, the battles that we face are not um, with men. They are with spirits and things unseen. So, Lord, I pray for a double um, protection, blessing, covering. I pray for all of these things in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 We thank you all for joining us tonight, and we'll see you again next week, Monday at 7.30, uh, World World. And I thank you all for the love and support. I thank the guests, the Pop Bibles, Bianca, Tamara, my co-host Sanders, shout out to John Webbs, located at 637 Wilson Avenue, our gracious host, and shout out to you all, the fans. Thank you.